0: think that sometimes that perfectionism that gets in the way of I want it to be good because I want this impact to be what I want the impact to be has also been scary for me at times to think am I making a mistake is this why what about me makes me think I can go in a different direction than everyone else says we should be going right mm-hmm. or I'm not a traditional business owner and so when people come into your life that ask you to do some things that just aren't aligned with your physical or personal values, there's a part of me that's like, okay, is this just what it is to be in business? And I quickly come back to, it doesn't matter if that's what it is to be in business, that's not your business. So do it the right way, live with integrity. And again, put your head on your pillow at night and know you did it. And if that's the thing that takes the business down, that I cared too much, I wasn't cutthroat enough, I didn't take advantage of people, then I don't wanna be in business. If you want to make more sales without the pressure
1: to post on social media, I made this podcast specifically for you. I'm Leslie Stevens, and this is the Not an Influencer, and Impact Maker podcast, where we talk about other organic marketing strategies to bring more clients into your online business and the stories of the incredible entrepreneurs who are using these strategies in their businesses Every day to create success. You do not have to be an influencer to be an impact maker and build a successful online business. We get to talk with Aaron today, and this is going to be such a good conversation. I cannot wait. So, Aaron, tell us a little bit about you and what you do.
0: So, my name is Aaron Halligan Avery, and I am the CEO and president of Concern Center Incorporated. I started Concern Center out of a complete necessity to have to help at that time college students find resources that they needed in order to be successful at college. So I was in a case management position and I found out that I had 141% increase in the number of referrals I was receiving in one semester while being the only person still in that job. So anyone who's listening who is a case manager or psychologist or any type of mental health background is like, oh, yeah, we're seeing that all the time, right? Because the number of the need for mental health services right now is through the roof. Mm -hmm. But because I was the only person doing that job, it was really challenging for me to meet with all of these students. And I said there has to be a better way of helping people find the support they need in a way that actually makes sense to them. At that time, Concern Center was created. I, th- I really thought it would just be something that helped me in my own job. And then completely out of the blue, other institutions started reaching out and saying, where did you get that? We need that. We need that at our institution. And I think I pushed at least for four years thinking, oh, it's no, that's just a thing. We're not going to do that. I'm just going to stay in higher ed my whole life, right? I'm not going to be a business owner. And here I am today, talking to you as a full-fledged CEO and president of this company that helps 3.5 million people nationwide today. That is incredible. <laughs>
1: I just it's a little nuts. It.
0: <laughs> it's a little nuts.
1: But that's how the best things are created—like out of necessity. Like you showed up and you filled that gap, and that gap was so needed to be filled.
0: Yes, you're so, absolutely
1: right. So did you face any challenges when you decided that, hey, I am actually going to go into business?
0: Oh, my gosh. It was top three worst experiences of my life. (laughs) I'd be be happy to. Yeah. I'm so well, I don't know. I I like to say I'm not your traditional business owner, but I don't really even know what that means anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. To be honest with you. I was happy and content in 18 years in higher education. I always worked in roles that were supporting people who were struggling. I have a mental health background. Um, I worked with students with disabilities. I helped in wellness capacities. Um, I always did things that was supportive of the overall student experience. And honestly, my end goal was I'll just be the VP of student affairs somewhere Mm -hmm. and I will help oversee an entire division that's focused on the student experience in colleges. So I really fought the idea of working for myself and being a business owner. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. I think I had a lot of assumptions that it was people with really great ideas, with really great business sense, who had tons of connections, understood how to run a business and how to do so successfully. And I would tell you, I'm probably not that person. I would tell you I'm highly emotional. I um, have a tendency to overthink a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I can be a bit of a perfectionist. All the things I would think are not qualities that you would want in an entrepreneur or businesswoman. So I had a lot of stereotypes and assumptions that I wasn't this person who could run a successful business for quite a long time. And when it kept sort of being the wave that hit me over and over again, and it finally got to a point where people said to me, you can either take this leap or you can forever for the rest of your life say, what if, which one are you gonna do? I said, I can't ask myself, what if? I just can't. I can't get to much later on in life and be like, oh, I wonder how my life would have been different if this had happened. And it was Mm -hmm. that question alone that really had me make the leap to say, if you can't count on yourself to do the right thing, who can you count on? And let's just do this. And I took the leap and haven't, knock on wood, looked back (laughs) since then. And you're creating an inc-
1: like incredible thing and it's really just the beginning yeah. and you're making yeah, so sure. much impact. And I love that you said you had all of these assumptions and you weren't what you assumed would be the successful entrepreneur. And I think that's what holds so many people back is they're yeah. like, I am emotional yeah, I am. and I want everything to be perfect before it goes out there. And yes. all of those things that you listed And that's why, that's why I do what I do. That's why I have this podcast too, to show people there's not one way. There's not one perfect entrepreneur. There's not one perfect entrepreneurial personality. Like we all have these innate skills. We all have our abilities to help people and create transformations and make a huge impact on the world. And it's all about trusting yourself enough to take that leap. And not be willing enough to constantly ask yourself, what if? You have to count yourself
0: out. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. There's one thing I would add to your list, which is I surrounded myself with people that were very different from me and people that would challenge me in areas that I had no clue about. Right? so. I completely agree with you. I do think that's what stops a lot of people is that they look at these other people who are doing the entrepreneurial journey and in many ways thinking, oh, they're living the life, which I got to be real honest. I've never worked harder in my entire life. The Mm -hmm. difference is that I'm now working hard on something that fuels me, that I'm passionate about, that I love. I love having my name and sort of personality attached to it. So it's not that it's less work. It's just more meaningful work. And it's work Mm -hmm. that even when I'm doing it on Saturday or Sunday or evenings or 80 hours a week, I still don't feel this drag of, oh, I have to get this completed, right? It's, oh, cool. If I create this, then look what that will open up. Or Mm -hmm. I need to finish this document because it will allow this person to then take it and do these other cool things with it. But Mm -hmm. it's another assumption, right? Is that, oh, you just work for yourself. You can just go shopping whenever you want to. You know, you're just going to live the perfect life. And that was a lot of huge assumptions. I also had to rebut because I've never worked harder. I've never had less free time. Mm -hmm. I've never had to try and balance my family as well as my job more than I did when I was in higher ed. You could essentially in some way, shape or form, put some boundaries around it. Right. But Mm -hmm. when I go on vacation now, who there is no supervisor answering the emails for me when I'm away, Mm -hmm. you know, so that was a big change for me as well Is yes, there's a tremendous amount of freedom and excitement and passion. But it certainly is not any less work than what I was doing before.
1: Yeah. If you would have met younger Leslie, you would have never thought I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning to make sure that I could get my work done so that I had time with my son in the afternoon. Yeah. But since I have my business, since I have such a passion, like yeah. I get excited to yes. have that flexibility, to be like, okay, I can wake up at four o'clock in the morning, get a few hours of work done, have breakfast with my baby, and yep. then do a little bit more work. And then I have some time in the afternoon. But that's not without saying like, yeah, I do work some summer days. Like, yeah, sometimes I have to work late into the night. But it's that, that passion that you have. Whereas yeah. if you have like a traditional job, like you leave your job at the end of the day, And then you spend your time doing what you want. And those boundaries are created for you. And like you said, you have a supervisor who can answer your emails. But when you take that responsibility on, yes, you've got that freedom. But that responsibility (laughs) comes right along with it. And that's something that turns people off very quickly. But Mm -hmm. I think when you stay in it and you really allow yourself to feel that passion and look at like, at the impact you're making, like you said, like, I'm making this because people are going to make use of it. And they're gonna like transform the way they're approaching what they're doing. And that is the stuff that like, being an entrepreneur and having your own business is all about. And if we get too caught up in like, oh, I need to make this amount of money. I need to hit the 10k months. And like all That's of those right. trendy things about business, it dilutes all that impact that oh, we can true. make.
0: So true. Did
1: you ever feel like any of that pressure start to come up for you?
0: You know, I think because I don't have a business background, I've never had any um, experience with any of that. And I've always just been a mission driven person that it people can't talk with me about the financial aspects of business and have me understand any of it, you have to talk to me about impact. Right. Mm-hmm. And so people learned really quickly when, it, let's say when it came to pricing, right. They could, they took me right out of pricing because I'm a mental health provider. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, Oh, you, Everyone you needs this? This. okay. $1. Great. You know, why don't, why don't we have that? And so. The people that were working with me said, Aaron, do you want to impact 100,000 people or a million people? And I'm like, I want to impact a million people. And they're like, mm-hmm. awesome. So we want to price this in such a way that we can continue to grow the business to be able to support more people.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm like,
0: yes. I want that too. Right. And then they would say, we don't need to take advantage of people. We don't need to take more money than we need. We just need to take money enough to make sure that we have revenue and that we're building to be able to support more people. And I say, great. Now you're speaking my language. That's what I, that's what I care about. Right. So that part also resonates with this core belief. I have that if you, put good out into the world, the rest comes back to you. I have lived my whole life like that. I have never been someone who's trying to put things out into the world for pure profit. Um, I care very much about people and people's experiences. And I, I just genuinely believe that a lot of my experiences in life have come back to do the right thing, be kind, live with integrity And the rest will fall into place. Even the tough stuff always works itself out because I can put my head on my pillow every single night and know that I did the best I could that day and that I did it for people outside of myself.
1: I love that you stay firm in that core belief of like coming from service. Because when you put, especially when you said you put it they put it into context for you. And yeah. I think that's so important because there's so much misalignment when it yeah. comes to yeah. starting businesses a lot of the time for healthcare professionals mm-hmm. or for mental health professionals. For me, I was a registered dietitian and yeah. people were trying to speak to me as like, oh, you need to make this much, you need to charge this much and I it all just like okay, but yeah. like <laughs> um I'm not hitting my goals with focusing on the money. And then Mm -hmm. as soon as I made that mental switch to, I can support four more clients if I do this and I can help them change their lives. Yeah, let's get
0: going. Let's start making moves. What do I need to do to change those people's lives? And those four tell four more who tell four more. And it's because of the service excellence that you've provided that they want to keep coming back, right? Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things with Concern Center is we have repeat customers, so customers who were at an institution who then go to another institution and bring our product with them to that institution. Mm -hmm. And we have people who will contact other institutions and say, we have this here, this is what you need. Mm -hmm. That for me is the validation that I need that we're helping people and that we're doing the right thing for people because not one of them is calling and saying well it'd be really great if you could have this but it costs too much or Mm -hmm. you should just make this yourself because it's going to cost you less right Mm -hmm. everything is aligned when you're caring about the experiences of people and wanting to help them do what they do better Mm -hmm. easier yeah
1: And I think it's so important to know yourself and be able to put different aspects of business into your own context in order to allow yourself to thrive. Because when you're working in a space of resistance and not understanding and not connecting with what you actually need to do to grow and make that impact that you really want everything like starts to become a barrier instead of an opportunity for growth and reframing that for yourself will allow you to be a better leader. Whether it's just you as a business owner, you are a leader. You're the leader of your clients. You're the leader of your brand. If it stays only you forever, you're still a leader. Or if you have a team of five, 10, 100, you are the leader and you get to decide which context you need to put things in to motivate people
0: to make your impact. Absolutely. I believe that to my core, I refuse to work with people and hire people who are not genuinely aligned with that mission and vision and idea of servitude. There is not Mm -hmm. one person on our team that I second guess and say, "Mm, I wonder if they're in this for the right reasons right? Mm -hmm. And that makes me want to say, how can we reward everyone? How can we make sure that everyone on this team has what they need to be successful? Because I truly believe if they are happy and their hearts are in the right place, that immediately gets transferred to our clients. I want every one of our clients at any time to contact anyone on my team and to get a really amazing experience. And I believe that starts with me as the person who's setting the tone at the top. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that.
1: Absolutely. So do you feel like your past experience with mental health and taking care of other people's experiences has helped you in running a business?
0: Oh, sure. Absolutely. In a couple different ways. So first, I have a really keen understanding of user experience or what my clients were experiencing when they were trying to seek help. Mm -hmm. They get the runaround, they get passed from person to person, they get sent to a bunch of websites that has links that are not super helpful, or has a ton of content on it, that they're just not going to be able to take the time to read. Sometimes they cannot read, right? Mm -hmm. And in my mind, that can be the difference between someone getting help or giving up. And giving up in a mental health field is not an option in my mind, right? So- I do think that um, my experience working in the field, my experience working with disadvantaged populations, my experience just caring very deeply about the user experience, both how they come in to meet with me and then also how they access life outside of me, is at the core of this business because everything we do is focused on that end user who would typically be that client who was sitting across from me or a student I was looking to help or a parent who wanted to help their second grader get connected to resources, right? So whomever that is, I think to myself, how can we make their experience as easy as possible Mm -hmm. so that they have a higher probability of accessing support? Mm-hmm.
1: And I want to point out one very specific thing. Erin has been talking about this whole time, and it's about the client or customer. Mm-hmm. And her whole business focus is on her client and customer. And I see a lot of businesses start to lose that focus, especially in the social social media age where. People are promoting themselves so much as a business owner. It seems to be a little bit more about them than it is their actual service or their actual product, depending yeah. on which, whatever you sell. Yeah. And Erin has had such an impact because she's focused on the customer, and yeah. that's one of my missions is to bring, bring the customer back into the center of the business world. Even if it's a virtual business, you need to, we all started a business to help people. Yeah. And in order to do that, we have to focus on them and not so much on what we're going to get out of it or what we're doing or about us. And I think that's one of the biggest things that causes people to struggle is the business owner makes it more about them than it is about the consumer.
0: Yes. Yeah, I completely agree with you. To take that even a step further, in Concern Center, we sell to organizations that support the clients. So Mm -hmm. let's say a K-12 school district, maybe it's a college or university, maybe it's a place of employment. It could be a veterans association or a nonprofit. Those organizations that help other people are our direct clients. Mm -hmm. So our client, the actual end user is one step removed, but we don't want any of the credit. So we want to sell, let's say to a K-12 school district and say to them, we are going to make you the hero of helping parents and students get the support they need. We're going to brand your platform to look like your district. We're going to make sure the concerns are specific to your population. We're going to make sure that it's available in multiple languages for people. We're going to do this whole thing. And at the end of the day, your logo is going to be at the top. It's not going to say XYZ school district with Concern Center. It's going to say your school district, because I don't care if we get the credit for helping people get support. I want to help you as a business help the people you serve. And I Mm -hmm. also happen to know a lot about those people that you serve. So let me be the intermediary for you and make a very foolproof, easy to use system that you can take the credit for because you can be the hero of that story.
1: Mm -hmm. And we should always, always position our customer as the hero. We are there to be the guide. Yes. We are there to provide them with what they need to get them from point A to point B. And I love that you said that so much because it's so important to not see ourselves as the hero. When you're yeah. talking to somebody, especially in any type of like service-based business, yeah. they are there because they are the center of their story. We yeah. are coming into their story to support them with whatever problem or barrier that they are facing. We are not coming in as the main character of
0: their story. Yes. And it's possible to be successful, to be impactful as a sideline player, right? And so that was something we went through early on in our business journey was, do we need to be out front and center and let everyone know that Concern Center is the tool that you need? Or can we integrate seamlessly into these systems while allowing those people to be the hero, but still make a great impact? And the reality is that both, if we want to talk from a financial standpoint, are profitable, but mm-hmm. but the impact is greater when we can help others step forward and be the ones who are saving, supporting, and guiding their clients, students, the people that they're working with from the best place they possibly can. And we're more than happy to do that. And I think that that takes leadership and a company that says being in the spotlight is not the only way you make impact. And if you genuinely care about impact, it's about trying to get your product out to as many people as possible even if you don't have the gold star pinned to you. Because again, back to that core mission, if you're doing good work, people will talk about it, they will want to work with you, and then that will spread impact-wise over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, it's allowing yourself to, for your mission to be bigger than you.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. That is so true, right? We sometimes get caught up in this, oh, well, this is my business or, oh, I have a title on my name, right? Or, oh, I need to be the influencer who's out there letting people know that this is what we're doing. But you're absolutely right. When the mission is bigger than you, you can very easily just fade a little bit into the background and say, this is about other people, And making sure they get what they need. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah.
1: And another thing that you mentioned is the two different ways you could have done this would both be profitable. They Mm -hmm. would both work. And that's another aspect of there are so many different ways that you can make your business work. If you want to put it in the spotlight and go that direction, you can make a huge success of it. If you would rather be a little bit more in the background, have a strategic approach that works with you and your business. You also need to look at, okay, how is the consumer really consuming this? Because if it's not in a way that they would respond to the spotlight, maybe pay attention to that and you can have a better strategy that's gonna be more effective for your business. And you don't have to do all of those methods that everybody talks about and look for the next best thing all the time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And for me, a lot of that comes down to ego. It comes mm-hmm. down to what is your role in your company or in your business? How self-aware are you of your own stuff versus what you want this company to achieve? And in what ways might you yourself be getting in the way of your company being able to create great greater impact? That mm-hmm. takes a lot of self-reflection. It's a lot of hard work. Um, It's a lot of internal sort of acknowledgement of why that ego exists, why you care about it, why you like the spotlight, you know, it comes from this, some thoughts associated with what we think the stars have, you know, or what we think all of these big business owners have or do and, you know, that being important to us. But again, that core mission back to heart, back to heart every single time, at least for Concern Center guides what we do day in and day out.
1: Mm-hmm. And that self-awareness is something that comes over time. And I think it's also great if you give yourself the space to be okay with things popping up that like, yeah. Oh, I'm a barrier here. Or, Oh, yes. maybe I shouldn't be doing this or, Oh, I tried that. And that does not feel right. But yes. you went out there and you took the actions and you tried, yeah. but you're always coming back into yourself. Yes. I know when I was starting my business, I, I, wanted to help as many people as I could. So I was trying to follow all of the advice that I was given. And a lot of it didn't align with me or the best way that I worked. But I went out there and I tried it. And it took time for me to really learn to trust myself enough to stand my ground and do the things that really worked for me and that really felt good for me. So allowing yourself that space and that time. And there are always going to be moments of growth, moments of trial and error. And it's okay if you kind of take a step off of the path. Sometimes you don't have to be perfect every time, just realigning, redirecting, take one more step closer back to that path as often as you can.
0: Yes. Did you find that to be a scary experience at times when you were like, Trying something new, or you're trying to do what people are telling you, and then it doesn't feel right. And then you independently made the decision, Nope, we're not going to do that. We're going to do something else. Did you find that nope. to be scary? Definitely. And yeah. it
1: was like, What if I made a mistake I can't come back from? Yes. Or, and it kind of takes you down this a little bit of a spiral like, Oh, if I did this wrong, what else am I doing wrong? And right. you get into those negative patterns, but it's very important to. I would say build a community of support or have somebody there to help interrupt those patterns when you get into that negativity yeah. or yeah. Uh, a tool that you use. Maybe it's journaling. I'm sure you have a lot of tools that that you can <laughs> provide people with, but just from personal experience and um, helping people with behavior change, it's very important to not let yourself get caught up in the negatives because it's very easy and there are so many things that you are good at that you already do well I like to think more about building on the things that you're already doing well rather than focusing on the negatives and getting caught up in the things that didn't work and it's okay to be scared to try something new too there's nothing that
0: you can't come back from yeah I completely agree I say that all the time even to my eight-year-old who struggles with some anxiety he got the best mom, right? He got the best mom <laughs> to work on any anxiety related issues. I'll uh-huh. tell you, I say to him all time, the only thing we can't fix is death. Mm-hmm. Everything else we can change, we can come back from. He would say, well, what if I missed the bus? And I'd say, what if you missed the bus? What would that look like what could we do right let's talk about all the different options just to show him right the worst case scenario you can possibly think of if you are still alive if you are still here we can change it we can do any of that and that has significantly helped and i've had to tell myself a lot when because I I tend to be a pretty risk averse person most of the time and again that perfectionism gets in the way of like if I have to make a social media video or I can't watch them right after I do that because I will perseverate over it I'm like someone take this and if you want to put it online you can otherwise let's just not look at it ever again right um but I think that sometimes that perfectionism that gets in the way of, I want it to be good because I want this impact to be what I want the impact to be, has also been scary for me at times to think, Am I making a mistake? Is this why? What about me makes me think I can go in a different direction than everyone else says we should be going, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'm not a traditional business owner. And so when people, come into your life that ask you to do some things that just aren't aligned with your physical or personal values, there's a part of me that's like, okay, is this just what it is to be in business? And I quickly come back to, it doesn't matter if that's what it is to be in business, that's not your business. So yeah. do it the right way, live with integrity, and again, put your head on your pillow at night and know you did it. And if that's the thing that takes the business down, that I cared too much, I wasn't cutthroat enough, I didn't take advantage of people, then I don't want to be in business anyway, because that's not who I am as a person. And I don't want to change that to have to play in the sandbox with people who might choose to do that instead.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of ways to do business. You need to do business in the way that aligns with you, that allows you to sleep at night. Yeah. And I love love the way that you said that. So can you tell everyone where they can
0: find you to connect with you, have a conversation with you? Yeah, I'd love to. So a couple places um, you can find me personally on LinkedIn, Erin Halligan Avery. Um, also, the Concern Center website is a fun place to be. So we have some videos on there, some demo requests, some good information. And that is www.concerncenter.com. Um, I also have a podcast with my absolute best friend in the world that is sponsored by Concern Center, and it's called The More Love Podcast, and it's about empathy and vulnerability. Sometimes we touch upon business-related things. Most of the time, we just share the most ridiculous stories. We like to say she's dead inside, and I am the big-time feeler. And so um, a lot of our stories are just associated with how we navigate through life. Um, So I would say LinkedIn, Concern Center, and the More Love Podcast are the best ways to hear from me, to connect with me, um, and to learn more about Concern Center and how it can support people.
1: Amazing. And we'll have all of those links right below in the description so you guys can connect. Thank you so much, Erin. Thank you, Leslie. Awesome to talk to you. Thank you so much. Have a great day.
0: Thank you.
1: What if I told you there is a way to get more leads in your online business without having to post on social media? That's something you'd want to know more about, right? Well, you can learn exactly that in my free training, where I will teach you how to leverage simple conversations to turn strangers into paying clients, as well as how to borrow other people's audiences to build your authority, credibility, and connect with new potential clients, as well as how to make sales simple and easy. Click the link in the description or go to clientconnectionmethod.com to watch the free training now.